0: This is The Becoming Men Podcast. Gentlemen, welcome to The Becoming Men Podcast, brought to you by The Becoming Men Podcast. I am your host, Ray Del and this is still the podcast for men on their masculine journey, men who want to thrive, men who want to change their worlds, men who are just going after it, going after the Lord and wanting to make a difference in their own lives and the lives of those around them and really are just done with just being average. And it's funny, kind of play on words there. And I'm kind of giving you a hint on who is going to be on the episode today. And today's episode is going to be a little bit different. This is a Q Q and Ray segment of the podcast where I take your questions this week. They were fielded from my Instagram account. I went ahead and just put a, ask me anything. I took your questions, brought them here and I brought them to today's guest. Who's going to be helping me answer those questions. Let's get into the show. Today's podcast, I'm going to be joined by Ryan Hansen. He was actually on podcast episode 039, How to Become the Man that God Created You to Be. He actually is the author of the book, End Average, and you can check him out at endaverage.com. Ryan's a father of four, been married for over 13 years. He's an army, former army soldier, just totally rocking it. I love his heart for the Lord. I love what he's going after, and I can't wait to get after it with him today. Ryan, what's going on, man? Thank you for coming on.
1: Great. Thanks for having me, brother.
0: Bro, we are going to tackle some pretty tough questions that I got um, on Instagram. Guys, if you have not followed me on Instagram already, go ahead and do that. It's at Ray De La Nuez. Um, all of those links are going to be down below. And then follow Ryan at End Average. I'm going to uh, link him down below as well. Uh, but on Friday, I went ahead and put out a request. Um, anybody and everybody can just go ahead and ask me anything. I decided to invite Ryan on here. Um, to be able to help me out with these questions. And number one, we wanted to start um, with a question that I honestly, I get often, how do you put God first in everything? Short question, a lot to say about it. Ryan, I'm going to let you go ahead and answer it first or kind of just start off the conversation and then I'll, I'll jump in, man.
1: That's a fantastic question. And it's one that You can't just answer. And once you have that in your head, you're like, "Oh, okay, now I got it forever. Like God is always going to be first in my life. Like, no, that's an ongoing learning curve that you're always going to have. So, um, don't where it might sound like a simplistic answer. This is, I'm not trying to make it sound simple, but, um, the best answer that I can give is just from my own life. Right. So it was just freshly married talking about having kids I realized that I was not the spiritual leader or the the man that my wife deserved me to be, and so I was like, okay, well, so I got to start this thing. And fortunately, I grew up as a Christian, so I knew in my head I was like, okay, well, I think I would start with the Bible, right? That's the Sunday school answer, and that's when it clicked in my head, like, oh, okay, we're supposed to glorify God in everything that we do. Like our job on Earth, our our single calling is to glorify God and expand His kingdom on Earth. So. How do we do that? By uh, developing a relationship with God and pursuing things that are honorable to him. So we become more like Jesus as we go in the, the first chapter of my book. I talked about it's called finding fire and keeping it lit. And so that was my process of figuring out what what does this walk with God look like? Yeah why am I doing self-improvement? It's not self-improvement for self improvement's sake. Like we have so many books and things out there to like optimize the uh, elite athlete or to go, you know, crush it at work and be a multimillionaire and all of these things. But if you're not doing those for the right reason, like I said before, you're polishing the brass on the Titanic. So the, the, the short answer to the question is we want to learn how to glorify God in everything that we do. So everything that you're doing, your work, the way you raise your kids, the way you, um, develop your marriage, all of the things that you do on a daily basis are to glorify God, not the other way around. It's not a piece of your life. Like I have my marriage, I have my work, I have my faith like Sunday morning. That's for you God. everything else. Like I got this. Yeah. Um, it's kind of that blanket over everything
0: we so often look at verses like uh Matthew 633 it says but seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you and we and we naturally think okay i'm a man i got this i'm gonna tackle this right like uh, a checklist i'm really good at checklists all right here we go like first thing seek god got it check yeah. next thing uh Love my wife. Well, check. Next thing, children, check. And so you start developing this order of things. And and I hear it from good, well-meaning Christians who are just like, Yeah, no, man, like the the order is God, and then our families, and then this. It's like, I get what you're saying, but God is not separate from your family. And this is what you were alluding to before. You know, God is not separate from all those areas of your life. And so while I get down and play Legos with my son. I am seeking first the kingdom of God. Yes. While I do the yes. dishes and scrub away at um at some burnt eggs on there that my wife should have been cleaning, but she now has a headache, and I'm kind of grumbling because I cooked breakfast and it's her turn to be cleaning it. I get to seek the kingdom. Um. Does it sound? Do I sound bitter <laughs> when I said that? <laughs>
1: I I think this is a fresh wound that you might <laughs> need to address.
0: <laughs> we'll dress it on another podcast episode. Uh, but no, like I'm seeking the kingdom first when I do those things, um, and and I don't know how to put it. Uh, besides that, man, it's just like choosing, opening up your eyes to the fact that God is in all things, and He takes great pleasure in having you invite Him to work on your car, to work on that drone that you're building to uh, develop that hobby, play your guitar. Like God is in the middle of it.
1: You say it perfect. And I actually like the idea of bringing it into your hobbies and things like that. Like, I guess I don't want to say I don't do that, but I I'm not intentional about it. So, um, I have, maybe it's a military thing. Maybe it's just like from my upbringing, but I, I tend to be, I get like obsessed about something where I'm like, I want it to be, perfect. I want to be the best at X. And so, um, yeah, I, you know, my hobby, (laughs) I'm a, I'm a home brewer, so I brew beer and, uh, it just like, I don't want to make okay beer. I want to make excellent beer. And so, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's what no, I hesitate to say, like, mm, God blesses my brewing experience. Exactly. But, I know. You know. That's a tough uh, part, man. That. That,
0: that is actually a tough uh, little and his uh,
1: first miracle, he I know, made wine. I know, that right? The, and he made the best wine. So there I you go. Think, we'll call that the fruit. The fruit of the spirit is in I my love brewing. That.
0: <laughs> so people, um, there's some people who questioned my own beliefs when they said, yeah, we're having a men's group. We're all going to just pop open a beer, read our Bibles. And I'm like, hold on, wait, 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 hold on. What do you mean you're going to pop open a beer and Mm -hmm. read the Bible? You can't do both, right? Like you got your beer time, you got your Bible time. Um, But no, apparently you can combine those Bs and just like make it like a beer Bible time. And uh, man, that changed everything because I I really wasn't aware of the fact that I have a secular sacred divide in my own life where I say, God, this is sacred time. Mm -hmm. God, this is your time, my time on my knees, my time when I mm-hmm. uh, am reading the word, my time when I'm worshiping. And then this is my time, my time when I'm, you know, watching movies with my wife or where I'm yeah. working on, you know, some project that doesn't seem very godly.
1: But let, Let's say yesterday, how many people went to church? You raise mm. your hands when you're praying. You're you're singing sermon is good, but then you know you got to go home because you got to make those pretzel hey, bites for Super Bowl. They are not and gonna make uh, once that TV is on, it's like okay, that's it. Now we got a clear divide. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah that's true. Yep. And not like and not like while the Super Bowl is starting, you know, you just kind of hey, let's let's pray it up real quick, right? Because <laughs> our yeah. team, we want yeah, yeah. our team to win, right? Um, I don't know if anybody here was a diehard fan of any of those teams, but. um, I I, t- I turned it off, man. I honestly wasn't very interested.
1: Right. We weren't either. I, I, okay. So I think I can wrap this one up. I had a, a pastor friend of mine, um, get, spoke at a men's group and he just, he put it perfectly and I actually carried it around for a long time as a keychain. Um, his, the point of his message was I'm all in. And so, um, God, you can have everything. It's not God. You can have my Sunday morning. You can have my, uh, Bible time with my kids, but, uh, football, don't touch that. That's my time, mm. or whatever hobby. That's my time. I want to be all in, and so at the end, he gave us all poker chips. And so yeah. everybody goes up to the front and grabs themselves a poker chip to carry around. Right? I turned mine into a keychain, carried it forever. Sweet. Um, and uh, and so I think that's that's like a perfect visual reminder. So if you need to try and remind yourself to, like, I guess, open your mind to allowing God into the other areas of your life. Yeah. Get yourself a poker chip, put it in your pocket, and uh, walk around with it. That.
0: Yeah, that's good, man. And that just reminds me, real quick. Yeah the uh, the word study. Mm-hmm. I love doing word studies on what they meant when they said certain things. I think we lose mm-hmm. some of the some of the uh, essence of the conversation that was that Jesus was having, um, or that the disciples were having when they wrote uh, the Bible. And I'm looking at, but seek the kingdom first. And I'm looking at that word first and and I'm trying to understand, okay, what what Hmm. were they saying? What were they saying? And it's funny how that word first in the Greek is the word proton. Proton, Hmm. like the actual word. So like the, the little, the most elemental thing is a proton, right? We got our atoms that are made of neutrons and protons, like the most elemental thing that come first in order to, to, to build anything, you have to have your molecules set up. Right. And so I just I found that interesting. you guys can run with it, do your own word study, kind of dive into it, but the fact that the word proton seek it says um, so so I mean reading it with that word in there, but seek proton, the kingdom of God like in every little thing in every molecular portion of your life like seek him um, anyways, don't want to beat a dead cat that's the saying right don't want to beat a
1: you're, you know what? Hey, yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, <laughs> just while we're riffing on that idea, uh, I heard it. I kind of recently somebody was explaining the concept, the concept of Yahweh, like why how, how you spell Yahweh. There's no <laughs> reasonable way of sounding that out because of the way that it's spelled. But he he compared it to like breath, and so. Yeah. Way like this is Whoa. like without breath, you've got nothing. It's in everything that you do. Mm. It's, I'm butchering this explanation, but, um, kind of that same idea, like everything that you do, it starts with that breath that you're taking right now. So yeah. remember the good, the bad, the hard, um, you always in it. That's, so, good. that's cool.
0: Hey guys, yeah. I, I want to remind you, um, for anybody that does want to submit questions, I always have a questions tab open on the website. If you head over to the becoming you can go ahead up to uh, one of the tabs up there and you'll find questions. You can submit it. But these questions just happen to come right off of the Instagram. Uh, we are going to move on to the second question and I, I will apologize. We won't get to everybody's question today. Um, but I think I'm, I'm choosing some of the questions that I would hear more often or that started to repeat, uh, um, and this one actually uh, struck me a little bit. Uh, it's, it's a little bit more of a personal one. And I, I kind of know what you what you uh, want to know what you think, Ryan. Um, mm-hmm. What was an encounter that you've had with Christ that you haven't shared or haven't shared often? So we're going to get super vulnerable here. Let the people mm-hmm. know you.
1: Okay. So I'm in the military. These guys know me better than anybody else on earth. We'd spent 16 months in Iraq together hours and hours and hours of conversation. There's nothing else to do. Um, we're back in garrison at Fort Bragg. And one of the guys asked me, he's like, Hey dude, do you want, do you and your wife want to come bowling with us tomorrow, uh, on a Sunday? And I was like, no, dude, I'm going to church. And he looks me dead in the eyes and he goes, dude, you're a Christian. I was like, Oh, <laughs> and So it's like, um, the Holy spirit reaches into my soul and just, like clicks the light bulb on like, Hey, stupid, that's your wake up call. It's yeah. time. It's time to make this real. Like the people that know you best on earth didn't even know that you're a Christian or think of yourself as a Christian. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> um, Yikes. and then, uh, so that was, that was the first one. The, uh, a, a more recent one is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm like doubting myself. Like people aren't, um, responding. I'm not growing the league of imperfect gentlemen as fast as I want to. And of course, like my mind is, uh, entrepreneurial about ministry, which is absolutely not how it should be. Um, And so I'm like on this walk, I just go for a prayer walk. I'm like, God, what I'm here. What, what do you want me to be working on? Am, am I okay? What are my blind spots? And, and I, I felt this deeply. This is probably a year ago. And it was just, I just felt like a hug and I just needed it so much. It was, you're good. Keep doing what you're doing. Stop worrying. Like I got this. And and I just I so it wasn't an audible voice like people have heard. It, it was just boop, like a little like yeah, nice. yeah. so bad just to yeah. like, oh, okay, I'm here. So um if people are out there and they're just waiting to hear the voice of God, like one, are you listening? Mm-hmm. So when's the last time you just went for a walk, took the earphones out, and you just said, uh, like Samuel, I'm I'm here, Lord. What what do you want to tell me? And just open your ears or journal, just, you know, brain barf things onto a page and, and listen. And, you know, a lot of people don't, actually take time to think or to listen. So
0: I I really like this question because it points to the fact that we are supposed to be sharing our testimonies, sharing our encounters, because it is by our testimonies that other people get to win. Mm. Um, I I think that the most dangerous thing that can happen for any troops is to have senior uh, men and women who are in battle come back from battle and never do a debrief or hold on to all their war stories Oh yeah. because then what happens is that the next batch goes yeah. out, right? The next pump heads out there in country. And they're like, well, where do we start? And they make all the same mistakes <laughs> and they get nowhere. Get relearn- exactly. So all the, all the relationships that they made with the local populace, all of the um, actions that they took to be able to advance the line are not lost mm-hmm. because there was a, a, I'll say a generation, but there was a pump of, of that deployment that didn't hand off the baton. Well, And so I, again, I think this conversation, this question here is key because of that. It's a way of saying, Hey, here's, here's something I went through, um, or here's God's testimony in this area. Here's how God has spoken to me. And that a lot of times will activate, um, you know, your essentially it's like my ceiling now is your floor. I was kind of, I was kind of stumped up by this one because I'm like, ah, man, there's so many, (laughs) I guess I, I just don't talk about them enough, man, because like God is moving continuously in our family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I guess maybe me and my wife are just really, really hyper aware and we're paying attention to the little things. Mm-hmm. So for this one, I I'm reaching back maybe a year and a half from now uh, uh, ago, and it was a time where I'm in church and I love that you had the, the embrace one. That is, I, I love that aspect of personal relationship with God, experiencing the father's embrace and actually yeah. just feeling the manifestation of that. But I was in worship and I just experienced like God just settling everything and speaking to me, not by way of words, but he showed me a picture of a woman who had a striped dress. She was an older woman. She had glasses and short hair and essentially... I knew I was going to pay for her groceries. Like God didn't say, "Go pay huh. for her groceries." Like it's just like the impression, and all of it flooded into my mind. So what do I do? Yeah. I you know finish up worship. I'm like, oh cool, that was an awesome one. I remembered that, and then we we leave, and naturally we needed to go get some groceries. So head into the grocery store. I'm walking around doing my thing. I check out. I walk out. I get into the parking lot, and I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, wait. I was just, you know, I was just at Walmart. Like I knew it was gonna be at Walmart. I quickly threw everything inside of my car, ran back inside. And I'm not kidding, I zigzagged the entire store, Ryan, looking for this woman. I couldn't find her. And I was like, I blew it, God. I blew it. You literally spoke to me and you showed me. And I I blew it. And so I kind of just, you know, walked away from that. And I was like, Ah, what was the purpose of that? Maybe, but maybe, maybe she just wasn't even there. Mm -hmm. So the next time I'm at Walmart and I'm one of those guys that goes to the grocery store, like five times in a week. Um, that's just the nature of a, of a guy with three kids that are under the age of five. (laughs) Um, so I'm at Walmart again you know, and I'm just kind of aware. I'm at the checkout line. I'm looking around, looking for people. I see, I'm like, that's a striped dress, but she's not old. Oh, that lady has glasses, but she has long hair. Like, I just knew what this person was going to look like.
1: You're, you're profiling. Bro, somebody absolutely. That needs to be in need. <laughs> yeah. Are you in need? I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah.
0: you know, and so uh, I forgot about it, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And I think it just took me three weeks, right? And, and guys, I hope you can relate to this uh, that sometimes mm-hmm. God can move and speak to you powerfully. And you just kind of forget about it. Um, I know what happened to the people of Israel. I'm reading numbers right now. And it's so funny to see how God can move and, sh- oh. and literally split the sea for these people. And then they're like, but we hate this manna. Why don't you you're, beat us God? You're boring. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right.
1: Oh so, man. Yeah.
0: Human nature. Well, if
1: it makes you feel any better, I think, I think just even the posture of I'm ready and willing to buy this woman groceries or whatever it is like that could have been all it is. So, you know, I don't want to speak for <laughs> the Lord here, but yeah. if, uh, if it was just like, are you willing to do this? Um, and being making yourself available to that, then, you know, that's a, that's a big thing too.
0: When you think about the story of like um, Abraham about to sacrifice his son and like, God stops him. It's like the willingness of you being there to go ahead and sacrifice him—that's what God wanted to see. Not necessarily the act of you killing your son, but hold on, yes. Ryan. Ryan, it gets—I'm not done with the story, bro. Like it keeps going. <laughs> there's there's an end to this oh, okay. story.
1: I thought we were done.
0: <laughs> no, bro, but I, I like that we took a quick pause for dramatic effect. Um, and I think this would yeah. be a good time to go ahead and put a sponsored segment of the podcast. I just don't have any sponsors right now, so it's okay.
1: There you go. Cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: guys, continue on. I forgot about it. And I'm just checking out at Walmart, talking to Don. She's my favorite person at Walmart. She checks me out all the time. And I look over, boom. Old lady, short hair, striped dress, glasses on. I'm like, Don, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, check out, check out, right? Because the lady's like, <laughs> at a couple lines down. And I felt like that rush Of reassurance, that rush of like, okay, I know this is it. Right. I just like in my spirit, I just knew this was the lady. And so I Don hurried up. She gave me everything. It was kind of rude because I was like, I gotta go. All right, thanks. Grab my stuff, ran over there before that lady could pay. And she had her card out in her hand. I said, ma'am, 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 ma'am. I just want to tell you, um, give you some backstory. Um, three weeks ago I was at church, I was praying and God showed me a picture of somebody that looked like you short hair. She was older. She had glasses on. She had a striped dress and he told me I needed to pay for your groceries. And she looks at me and she looks at the young woman next to her. And she says, um, well, yeah, you can pay for these groceries, but they're actually not for me They're I'm paying for these groceries for her. And then I'm like, okay, this is, this is God, right? Like God would do that. I'm like, well, I've already said I want to pay for your groceries. So whether this is a person or not, like I'm paying for them. Turns out Ryan turns out, check this out. I turned to the young lady and I said, is that okay? And she starts to weep. She's literally broken and she can't talk. So the older woman is saying to me, this is my son's ex-girlfriend my yeah. son really uh you know he he really messed her up right put her in a bad spot this marks 1 year to the day that she's lived in a shelter and this is her first grocery shop in a year oof and i'm like okay Let's. I just right yeah. then and there, like everybody else that's behind her. You might want to go ahead and move to a different line because I'm I'm about to pray, right? And sometimes as Christians, like we we like don't want to make a scene, but like no, this this instance demanded prayer on the spot, and I just just like prayed over this woman, prayed for her finances, prayed for healing, um, and restoration. And she was just so thankful. All she could say is like, "Thank you, thank you, thank you." Gave me a big hug. The lady was so thankful. She, I think the older lady was crying as well. And like I walk away from that, and I'm like. I don't feel like a hero at all, right? This isn't a macho moment where I'm like, I came in and saved the day. This was a moment where I was like, wow, God, I literally forgot about this. I, I should have cherished it more. Maybe I should have been more like, just like hungered for this, but it was like, so just, maybe I was beating myself up too much, but like, it was just so casual. I seen her, I did this thing and guess what? There's such a bigger story. There's such a bigger story. Yes. I think I'm just paying for somebody's groceries and that's it. Like she's going to be like, oh, wow, cool. I have an extra <laughs> $300. More going on. Yeah. 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 And God's like, yeah. no, actually, I want to show my favor to this woman that's been sitting in poverty in a homeless shelter for the last year to this day. And actually, I knew that you weren't going to find her on day one when I gave you this word, but I trust you enough to be able to cling onto my word and that you would be obedient to hear in the spirit that this is the woman that I actually want you to pay your groceries for. Next question comes in from a young man uh, that I've been connecting with lately. He says, you always ask your guests what they would say to their 20 year old selves. So what would you say to your 20 year old self? Um, and I, I love that he pointed mm. this one back at me because I really, I do ask this of everybody, but I don't answer it yeah. myself. So here's the rules, Ryan, before you go, you only get one minute. And I'm, I'm looking at my clock here. You okay. get to hold your 20 year old self's face and be like, listen to me. Right. Right. And you're going to show up and you're going to tell them something. You get one minute. What are you saying? Go. All
1: right. Number one, don't get any idiot tattoos when you're 17. Don't freaking do it. You're going to (laughs) regret it. I have a couple. I love my sleeve, but I have a couple like stupid tattoos. They mean nothing. Don't do that. You're an idiot. Wait until you're older. Um, Number two, choose your crowd always pay attention choose the people that you're hanging out with because that will dictate what your habits look like what you think is fun what your entertainment is all of the things choose your crowd wisely find people that you want to be like and just live life with them i'm not talking deep down mentorship rules whatever no just spend time with the right people um and love god just seek him in what you're doing is it how you're raising your kids how you're spending time with your wife. Love the Lord.
0: Ooh. That's it. With seven seconds to spare. Good job, man. Do I
1: have time? No, that's
0: it, bro. There you go.
1: Wow. So So no idiot tattoos. Uh, (laughs) I love the Lord. That's it. (laughs) Bro,
0: I, I think you're the only person that I've had say more than one thing. Like I've always had somebody come in, say one thing, and then expand on it. But you're like, no, I know myself, and I know I need to come in with these three quick things. Like, (laughs) this is the top three. Go! Like, you're maximizing your time, and in typical army soldier fashion, you 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 um, executed within time. So I appreciate that. All right, I guess so. Sweet, it's my turn um, on this one. This is really sixty seconds. All right, ready, set, yeah, boom! I'm on the clock. I would say, Ray. He's a good father. Concern yourself with becoming a good son. I say that because I spent so much time trying to prove something, trying to earn, um, some kind of status with father figures. I would actually try to steal from my friends' dads and, and make my friends' dads like my dads, right? And like get them proud of me and do well in school and like report it up to them. And I would do this with my coaches. I would do this with like just older father figures that I had in different spheres of, uh, of my life, of my life. And so I would say, hey, he is the perfect father. Concern yourself with becoming a good son. What do good children do? They are obedient. They um, are trusting. They know that there's somebody above them who has your best interest in mind. Um, and, and being a self-made man, quote unquote, one of the most terrible things that uh, pressures that you can put on a guy is just it's painful. Boom. That's one minute.
1: That pursuit of being the father that my kids need is is one of the yeah. <laughs> that's one of the key tenets of end average. So uh, be the husband. Your wife deserves. Be the father your kids need and be the man that God intends you to be. So that's, couldn't agree more. I like it.
0: Ryan, thanks for joining me on this segment of the podcast. Appreciate you doing a q and Ray with Ryan Hansen. Guys, everything is going to be down below. So please go ahead and check uh, Ryan out on Instagram. Check out his website. I'm linking that below and buy his book. Um, I promise you, you are going to uh, discover a new part of your, your masculine journey just by diving in and reading, hey, the paths that other people have taken and what God has done in them, what God has shown them so that you would build a better journey for yourself. Gentlemen, until next time, continue to march.